Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Blokeology, Evidence-Based Life and Healthy Skepticism. Okay, so just a very quick introduction today. It's going to be another August book special. And uh, what I'm hoping is going to be a new series or a new feature in the podcast, which is the three Blokeology three books episodes. And today we've got uh, John Richmond, who's a fellow doctor and GP. Um, and really the theme is on being human as we discuss. So um, he'll take us through his three books in a minute. So just very quickly, don't forget to visit blokeology.io if you want more information at the show notes. It's really easy. I've added players to the website, so it's really easy to play the episodes there as well if you're not downloading them to your devices. Uh, check out the articles. Uh, and if you're enjoying what you read there, then uh, by all means, please sign up for the newsletter. All the information's there. Let's crack on with the episode. Right. So, John, we're going to talk about three books today, and I think they could be themed as being human um, and without giving away what we're going to get to, which would be kind of where we've come from, where we're going to and how we get on with each other while we're there. So I thought I'd just let you crack on and tell you can tell us about the first one. So the first one I probably read, it's getting on for three years ago now, although the three books in total have been a bit of an arc over the, over the last three years. So I read this first one, which is called Sapiens. By Yuval Noah Harari. <laughs> I'm, I, right. Is that because you weren't sure how to pronounce it, John? Or is that because I'm not sure how to pronounce it either? I've just gone for it. Oh, that sounded really good. <laughs> I should have looked up a YouTube video or something to check how he actually says his own name, but we'll go with that. Anyway, um, we're going to struggle with all the authors' names today. Um, so I, I first read this book and I felt that it was very like. Um, Guns, Germs, and Steel. I don't know if you've if you've read that. I have read it. Um, so, Guns, Germs, and Steel is a very uh, anthropological discussion of the history of civilization and how things have panned out in the world. Uh, especially around his his main argument is around cargo. So, how did how did how did Western civilization end up having so much cargo? But it's quite a dry book, and each chapter is put forward as a as a as a thesis so if this were going to be true then this should be true then this shouldn't be true is sort of how he does it you know so he does he tries to disprove whatever you know so he does it very scientifically it's a bit dry a bit difficult to get through whereas sapiens was like a holiday read it <laughs> literally took about three three days to read and um it was was a rump through uh the last hundred thousand years of not just Homo sapiens, but other uh, hominids um, that have existed in that time, with um, and well, with a, with a central theme. And I think the central theme that uh, I took away from it was the idea that all the things that we talk about and discuss and debate and have great ethical discussions about are all just myths. Someone at some point has made it up. And and everything else has followed as a result of that. So that's that's I'm, that's not the only thing in it, but rather than it being an, an exploration of cargo, as in guns, gems, and steel, it was more of an uh, an exploration of um, how we've ended up developing the way we have uh, and ended up with the civilization that we've got. Yeah, I am um, from, from a mythical point of view. You yeah. know how we, how we make sense of things. 
I really the bits I really loved of Guns, Germs, and Steel, and the bits that they get in this book, get, Sapiens gets into straight away is that sort of evolutionary side of things as well. And I really enjoyed Sapiens for that. It kind of, but it does, as I say, it romps through the whole of kind of human history, really, doesn't it? Right up to the modern day. And I think um, old Prof Harari as well. It might be Noah Harari. I'm not quite sure when you've got three names, whether which bits we won't get into there. The uh, is a uh, is a historian. He is, um, and that so that's very much the emphasis it goes to. But there's quite there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of other. I just say anthropology creeps into there, which is you wouldn't quite describe as a science, but obviously is an academic subject. But you know, even at like things like evolutionary psychology, there's a lot he gets into. Yeah, and um, it is. I, I would highly recommend it as a great introduction. And I did the other week, just the other day, I recommended to someone just a great introduction to. Um, to the subject of anthropology and yeah well yeah. I'm, I'm actually reading this is as an aside i'm reading think like an anthropologist at the moment which is one of the pelican yeah, okay. book which is really quite good um yeah i agree it's been around for a little while now hasn't it i thought i was just looking publication date was four years ago and it yeah. has got an absolutely stunning number of reviews on the uk amazon site over two and a half thousand at present so you'd be hard pressed mm. not to have noticed this book was around but for those yeah. that haven't it's um it's pretty stellar, isn't it? I mean, you're, not everybody, obviously you'll see negative reviews and not everybody agrees with everything in it. It's quite a sizable book, but it's, um, it's pretty darn impressive. I listened to an interesting podcast uh, between, I think it's Yuval, because I think that is what, um, what's the name of the comedian with the dark hair and who used to be on Big Brother? Yuval? No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, he wrote my bookie wookie. Oh, Russell Russell Grant. Yeah. Russell, Russell is it Russell, is Russell it Grant? Brand. Russell Brand. Russell Grant's a very <laughs> different beast indeed. Russell Brand. Russell Brand interviewed him on his oh. um, podcast. In fact, he's interviewed him twice, I think. And, and I think I've listened to the second one. And um of course Russell Brand's got a, got a really um deep seated belief in there being a higher power. Oh related to his 12 steps and, and his sort of yeah. progress away from addiction. And of course that's really central to him. Um, his, his, the way that he thinks the world works and what has meaning for him. And of course the conversation with Yuval, Yuval was going, yeah, well, you know, it's a myth, you know, it's, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing to it. Oh, <laughs> it's not, it's not quite saying that he's saying, he's not quite saying there's nothing to it. He's saying it that, that you know, there is something to it. Of course there is, because they're incredibly powerful ideas. But they are ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So take us on to your second book, John. So the second book, I, um, I, I'm just going to say, right, it is also, it's his next book. So it is um, Homo Deus. Now, I read Sapiens, thought that was fantastic. And I think Homo Deus just came out when I read it. I thought, and it, and it sort of said it was a story about the future of mankind. And I thought, oh, that's that's not going to be any good. I mean, I did really like his first book, but like, it's just going to start because it, it mentioned, I think in the, in the lead up to it about artificial intelligence, machine learning. And I just thought it's just going to be some nonsense about what we, life might be like in 30 years. And, you know, that is just a waste of my time. <laughs> it's what I thought. Waste of, no point in reading that. Anyway, I, 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 I suspect that someone else wrote it, wrote it, read it, and said, "No, you should give it a go." And I'm glad I did because it was uh, a 
it, it changed the way I look at myself. So that's a there's a thing. Gosh, that's worth reading, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good um, recommendation. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And uh, and and of course, it isn't very much about looking at the future. I would say seven eighths of the of the book is a historical examination of um, the main religious beliefs that have shaped the world. So it's another historical book, really. What a surprise, him being a historian. Mm. Uh, but but finally, he, he's looking at things that are happening now around um, dataism. So, like, you know, this sort of what looks like the, the religion of um, relying on machine learning and artificial intelligence to make decisions for us going forward and also um, trying to incorporate that into the way that we that we live and that sort of things happening in California and there's various gurus about it and all these, you know, micro dosing with hallucinogens is all part of that kind of kind of story. That that yeah. But the thing that made me change the way that I think about myself is that he described um, the religion of humanism. Now, I'd heard of humanism. But what I didn't know was that I'm a fundamental humanist. Yes. So, and, you know, reading it, I realized, well, humanism, as he describes it, of course, I'm paraphrasing and it's in my memory, um, is uh, the belief that if you just could quieten the noise and and just get away from the um, the distractions of this world and you looked deep inside, there, the truth would lie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, you know, and I thought, yeah, that's me. That's me. And like, you know, I, I kind of, I get on my soapbox about um, religion and I think, oh, you, you know, they just these made up stories and be like, you know, how annoying. It's like, it's like Father Christmas for grown-ups and you know, have all these sort of, <laughs> sort of things in the back of my mind. And I realized, actually, I'm just a fundamental humanist getting on my soapbox telling other people what they should be believing whereas i i also have this deep-seated belief that i think is the truth yeah so oh gosh that's fascinating and i i haven't read homo deus i want to say do juice as well i've what just my whole life when i see it i want to say juice and i think only relatively recently i worked out it was deus with that which just goes to show the benefits of a state-sponsored state state-sponsored education rather than the classical one perhaps and the only reason that i'm saying deus is because somebody told me that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're cut from the same cloth i think yeah so uh gosh that i have not i was a little exactly as you said i was a little bit put off but i want to read that book now mm. yeah good okay, okay well, let's go on to the your third book so the third book was another undermining or really a further undermining of my own belief in myself <laughs> <laughs> and it is um the righteous human the righteous mind uh, I, I, I keep on recommending this to people as the righteous human but anyway, okay it yes. could be the righteous human that would work it should, i feel it should be i think it was better but, to anyway. be honest <laughs> you should have called it that uh, jonathan height i think we're going to go with yeah, pronunciation we're going to go with that, that. Yeah. yeah um and yeah go on tell us about did. it yeah, so um, th this book is an examination about how, well, it's, it's evolutionary psychology. Uh, and 
no, it's not. It has elements of evolutionary psychology. It's mostly it social is, psychology, isn't it? But there's something else. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. It's moral <laughs> psychology. Yes. And I'd never heard of moral psychology before, and I'd never considered it as a area of academic study. And, and when I, as soon as he said it, I thought, yeah, of course, there must be moral psychologists. Makes perfect sense. Uh, but I just hadn't thought about it before. And, and I've done a philosophy MA and all these questions about, you know, how we should live and um, how do you make it? How do you make a right decision about, you know, these big ethical discussions around letting people live or die and whatever um, is actually moral psychology because we and, and the, the evolutionary argument that it makes is that we have evolutionarily developed these moral um, ideas. And he identifies, I think it's six. I think it's six. Yeah. And there's six sort of what they called spectrums. So you, you either one, one or the other with the spectrums. And, um, and he's developed a questionnaire thing so that you can, you can fill this questionnaire online and you can, you can work out where you lie on the various, um, on, on those sort of paradigms. Now he is a, uh, or describes himself as a left. He started out as a left-wing academic, and his whole trajectory has been um, trying to make sense of, or, or, or trying to make sense of of right-wing people, really, because he's come from the left-wing and he couldn't understand why people were making these right-wing decisions and how could they be so stupid? He was, again, on his soapbox about it, uh, as I have been. And, of course, what he discovered is that the reason that right-wing people make these decisions is twofold. One is that they have a different moral, they have a different set of moral um, responses and, in fact, seem to have, the way he describes it, they have a broader set of moral responses than a left-wing person. And because they have a broader uh, um, response, they they are open to more arguments that um, encourage them to vote for certain people. So I, for instance, I did the little online test they had and I scored high on autonomy. So autonomy is really important to me. So when someone says to me, well, there's an example the other day. So if someone comes in um, to the surgery and they're they're wasted you know so they've been smoking dope or something like that i i just sort of think in my head well you know people smoke and you know we'll just get on with it uh because that's their decision what's it you know what is it to do with me whereas actually you know it isn't right <laughs> and so <laughs> you shouldn't go and see the doctor off your, off your head for a variety of reasons and uh, but a, a right so for me the autonomy is most important. But for someone who is more who has different moral buttons than me, or, and more moral buttons than me, will will think that is not right, and it's not right for the reasons of t- tradition, authority. It's a remarkable book for a kind of I, most people I know who read it have been really affected by it. Mm-hmm. That um, it it really changes your perspective completely just from dismay at how certain you know the people at the other end of the political spectrum to wherever you are actually just opening up the possibilities of understanding why they think the way they do it was it was just remarkable in that regard it completely can change your view of 
you know, and particularly at a time when we're very polarized politically on the left and the right, and there's a right bun fight going on in various aspects of life. Yeah, I, I thought it was a remarkable book for that. And and his conclusion is one of that we need to harness the strengths of both ends of the spectrums. And um, of course, that would involve us all getting together and having a reasonable chat about things. <laughs> yeah, there probably are ways to do that. The books I might recommend are to do with George Monbiot, who's got some excellent ideas on how that might happen. But we'll save that for another time. Three excellent books, John. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, well, thanks for listening. You can find the full show notes at www.blocology.io. Uh, you can also sign up for the newsletter, the Journal of Blocology at www.blocology.io forward slash journal. Sign up and I'll make sure that I send you the Healthy Bloke Action Plan. It would be enormously helpful if you've enjoyed the show, if you've got anything out of it, if you could pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review or just leave a rating, that would be incredibly helpful. And any feedback is very welcome. And so you can leave comments, send email or make contact, all of which can be found at blokeology.io. Thanks again. Thank you.